I remember that I was going to be interviewing for a job, and we were ha we had to meet at a restaurant, probably like a Marie Callender's or something like that. And I got in there first, got in the table, ordered a coffee, um, and just as I was getting settled in and starting to pour my little cups of sh uh, my little sugar packets into into the, my drink, out of the corner of my eye, I noticed the person that I was supposed to be meeting with. So I got up, kind of pressed my um, suit down a little bit to make sure that I wasn't wrinkled, went and extended uh, my hand for a hearty handshake and said something to the effect of, oh, uh, hello, Mr. X, Y, and Z. Thank you for meeting me with today. And, and he took a second back, almost um, upset or insulted. And I think he was, you know, he was joking a little bit, but he said, don't call me Mr. X, Y, and Z. Call me by X, Y, and Z. Call me by my first name. Um, Mr. X, Y, and Z, that was my father. And I thought, oh, okay, well, sure, no problem. Uh, to me, that was odd because I grew up in a time when, or at least I was raised in such a way that anybody that was in a position that, of power or, uh, or had something that you wanted or something who was older than you, that you use the proper introductions and you use the proper way and you shook hands and you looked the person in the eye to make sure that you acknowledge that they were who they were um, and then you can start the dialogue and the conversation. Uh, but in, in that whole concept of, hey, no, Mr. X, Y, and Z, that was my dad, uh, I have heard that in many different places. Uh, I don't know if it's TV or if it's uh, from, from from other people that I've met. And in my career has actually put me to work in management, at least when I was managing, to work with a lot of people that were a lot older than my than I was. Uh, most uh, some people that were born in the in the mid 50s, several of them that were born during the 60s, uh, and they have an aversion, or, or a good portion of them have an aversion to being referred to in that in that way or in that old-timey way, for lack of a better term. They want to be more casual about their interactions, or at least the ones that I have uh, dealt with. Um, have. And so I think that has changed and moved some things around in my head because now I interact with younger people. I'm 40 years old, and so... Uh, and, and I have little kids and, I'm in, and they're in elementary school and they're going through the, the middle school years. And I've dealt with high schoolers because they come down and visit, the, you know, the, the, you know our, our schools. And, I, and, I'm a, and I've been a coach and what I've come to realize is that I myself don't need the proper name calling. I have found it that it really serves no purpose to me. I would much rather have a good relationship with the person that I'm dealing with. Uh, you know, even, even if that person is, let's, uh, let's say, uh, a young teen, that I, I don't need that deference. That, that is not a requirement of mine. It doesn't show me anything. I think respect can be given in a variety of ways. And it's not just the necessary, hey, Mr. Torres, how's it going? And there's a lot of kids that do do that. And I, and I appreciate it. I think it sounds nice. I don't recoil when they do. Um, but if somebody were to say, and a lot of kids do this, say, hey, Mr. Hugo, how's it going today? no skin off my back I love the coach Torres I love walking on campus and for them to recognize me like hey coach Torres how's it going and, and, and shake my hand I think that's where I'm more proper I, I do appreciate a young person who knows how to shake a hand I just saw uh, this Twitter uh, not meme but like a little video where there's a kindergarten teacher somewhere in the country 
where the first things they do when the kindergartens come in is that they come, they, 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 as they come near one another, they shake hands and they look at each other in the eye and give one another a smile and then hit them on their way. And called me old fashioned, but I think that's very cool because we sometimes don't give each other a lot of eye to eye contact. We've forgotten how to give a proper shake. I can't tell you how many lame handshakes I've gotten over the years. And we don't give one another as many smiles as we should. I, I, I am a serial smiler. If I am walking around somewhere, I enjoy giving a person a smile and receiving one back. I think that it makes the day better for them and it certainly makes the day better for me. But there are, I have noticed that with some people that they don't get it. And it's, it's primarily women. I don't know if I am giving the wrong impression. Uh, just because somebody gives you a smile doesn't mean that there's an agenda. Other than, hey, you're near my space. You let's let you know. Let's exchange a smile. It's a heck better. It's a heck of a lot better than a frown. But, anyways, that's not what I wanted to talk to you guys about today. I, it's just something that I I had an interaction with a young man uh, this morning at drop off. He came over and said, "Hey, Mr. Hugo," and 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 gave me a wave. And the parent was very quick to snap, and I was like, "No, hey, it, you don't refer to you, you don't talk to adults that way." And I said, "Oh, it's okay. I, I've been his coach." And he's like, "No." He needs to he needs to do it right. And I've learned that one quick way to get into an argument is to try to tell another parent how to parent. Unless they're doing something egregious, that's not a battle that I need to have, especially not at 8.05 in the morning on this May 30th, 2018. On this rainy Southern California day, the June gloom uh, is going to be it has been with us for a few weeks and it's still staying with us. And it's obviously it's early. Um but I'm like, I, I, I don't need to have this argument with you, fella. It's fine. Uh, if the kid were to come to me and say, hey, Mr. Hugo, trust me, I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. More than anything, I like the fact that these young folks feel comfortable coming to me and saying hello and that I am a positive uh, fixture in their day. That they, they, They're excited to see that I'm on campus and that, that, that I'm a person of help, even though I have no official capacity other than coach, that I am there to help, to talk to them, to uh, help pick them up if they fall on uh, in the playground, or just to give a quick high five, as uh, some of them do, and and obviously to share smiles. What I did want to talk to you about today, and that was the whole point of me jumping online, is what am I watching? And this came from a question that came on Twitter from somebody who have exchanged notes from time to time, and, and I won't say their name because I didn't ask for permission for it, um, but we have, we have plenty of tweets back and forth, and I am always commenting, I, I do what's called my one sentence IMD reviews, and that's where I tell you what, uh, I tell you, you know, what I'm queuing up on the television, and yeah, and after I watch it, I will try to surmise my review to literally the one sentence, and then I give my I give my IMDb score. <clears throat> and every single time that I do this, this person will chime in. It's like, oh, okay, I've been wanting to watch that. That's cool. I'll go ahead and watch it now. We both discovered our love for a show called Longmire, which was on I think USA Network at one point. I could be wrong on that, but is now a Netflix property or was Netflix property because it, it, the showrun has ended. 
Anyways, um, what I found is that my one sentence reviews, some people follow them and they, they, they like them. Uh, I've led some people, you know, the right way. And, and, and I have had some really interesting conversations about TV with people. And so I thought that I would break it up because there's a lot of different channels that I watch. Uh, yes, I watch way too much TV. I get that. But this is the golden age of television. If you are turning on uh, if you, these networks, uh, not the main networks, I don't think, but, if you, but uh, a lot of these cable networks, they are really doing some amazing things with television. I know I've talked about ad nauseum about some of these other shows. I'm going to probably talk about one of the ones that I've already discussed previously this afternoon, so please forgive me. But I wanted to break it down and, and maybe do a series of these where I tell you what is it that I'm currently watching on any given network or any given platform and why I should think you should watch it. So today I chose the Netflix. I, I, we've been with Netflix all the way from back in the day when you, we used to do CDs uh, or DVDs. They would send them over to you. Uh, but it really has been only during the last uh, couple of years, three years, where their own uh, television series and, and their own, or, or they're picking up things that other people have left on the cutting room floor or didn't want to do anymore and they're taking over it and they're doing some fantastic things with it. So today I'm going to talk about Netflix. I'm going to talk about a couple of shows that I really enjoy and like. Um, and yes, some of these might have already been on a network, but they're coming to Netflix and I'm discovering them for the first time. Uh, but I think it's something that you should, definitely should watch. And also, if you have already watched this, I because I love these shows and I like to get into the weeds with them, by all means, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Hugo's Posts. Uh, hit me up on Twitter and let me know that you're liking this. What are you liking? What are you not liking? Do you agree? Do you disagree? I don't care. As long as we can have a, the conversation, I can talk about TV today. So the first one that I wanted to discuss with you is something that I actually discovered on Twitter. I'm sorry, on YouTube. Uh, it's little snippets. And then somehow, just recently, within the last month, they decided to put on... On Netflix and it's off-camera with Sam Jones and this is a deceptive show in the sense that it's a super simple setup it's interviews it's this cat his name is Sam Jones uh, I guess he's a photographer and director uh, he's been in the entertainment industry for a long time so he seems to know a lot of people the show has actually been going for a long time it's about nine seasons long so I'm glad that I discovered it now because it's a matter now of just watching all of these interviews but when I discovered it on YouTube it was just like three minute snippets here three minute snippets there with people that I happen to really like comedians uh, actors screenwriters and whatnot and I really like his interview style there's something about this guy where I guess because he's so familiar with these guys because he's known them for a long time that it seems like a really really just you know chill chat with a friend but as actors, they're talking about the process. Or actors or people in the industry, uh, as artists, they're talking about the minutiae and their processes, the stories, how they got into the industry, what are some of the odd things that happened. They tell some funny-ass stories. I mean, it is, it is a, a great show. And it's just two guys or two, or two people sitting the chair with some water in between them and they're just really talking about 
the craft of being an artist. Uh, I've recurrently I'm watching uh, an episode with Jeff Bridges, and there was there's so many things about Jeff Bridges that you just don't know. I didn't realize that he was a singer at one point, and that he's an artist, and that he likes to take a break. He he really does sound like the dude, and he's so chill. He's such uh, he's a guy that I would love to have some time with and just sit down in uh, over a vista. Uh, with some tea and just talk because there's something about the, his voice I think is fantastic and he's just so laid back and so cool that uh, as as the first episode that I'm, full episode that I'm watching now now that they actually have them on Netflix I am I am absolutely loving it uh, there's another one that I thought was really cool this is back in the YouTube when I first discovered it uh, with uh, actually I think he's his, he's a fraternity brother of mine. And he was also in uh, uh, the Big Lebowski, and I'm forgetting his name. And this this sucks that I'm ha- that I'm doing that right now, because I think he's he's uh, he's super dope. Um, he's just got the greatest voice in the world. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh, the Big Lebowski back in 1998, which if you haven't watched, I really think you should. It, it's it's my kind of humor. Sorry, I I just think it's. It's just a funny-ass movie. You have to watch it over and over and over again to just really get the jokes and, and the pacing of it. Uh, it. It's definitely a must-watch. It. It's it's in, in my top 20 movies of all time. Uh, and who is it that I'm looking for? Urgh, what is his name? See, I, I hate it when I'm not ready. And, and, I, and I'm sorry for you guys that have to sit here and wait. But if you guys, okay, let me try to describe him as, he's, he plays the cowboy, basically. Sam Elliott. Oh, gosh. That, Sam Elliott. He, I believe, was a Sigma, is a Sigma Alpha Epsilon alum, uh, brother. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that he, that, that he, he was in one of the books that I studied when, um, when I was rushing through my fraternity. Anyways, Sam Elliott, and just such a cool guy. Uh, telling you the stories of how he came to be where he happens to be and just his mannerisms and, and his demeanors. If you really like the process of of how comedians go about um, becoming who they are, the chances that they take. Will Ferrell did a really great conversation about how he really just took a chance and uh, he, he, he there's a seriousness in in some of these funny people's stories or or and there's comedy in some of the serious people's story. Uh, I, I think it's certainly worth a watch, and it's again called Off Camera with Sam Jones. They are really good interviews, about 30 minutes long, I would say, on the average from what I've seen. Definitely worth a listen to. Next one is Longmire, uh, and this was um, a show that started on a different network. It came back, I believe, for two seasons on the Netflix. Uh, it's basically about a sheriff. Uh, from Wyoming in his adventures. Just think of a Sherlock, a Sherlock with a cowboy hat. The vistas on this show are amazing. I actually don't think it's filmed in Wyoming. It must. It, I think it's filmed somewhere else. But it makes you want to visit Wyoming. If it's anything like what they depict in the show, you are talking about living in, you know, just one of the prettiest parts of the United States. Just all the forestry around it, the big open plains, uh, horses, uh, you, you have 
the really the interesting relationship between the Native American peoples uh, and everybody around them, uh, the distrust between um, between uh, Native Americans and white folk, because primarily it's white folk in this community. Uh, I think that's interesting, but also the fact that the character that Lou Diamond Phillips plays uh, from La Bamba days, uh, that's how I know him primarily, although he's done uh, so much more, but Lou Diamond Phillips plays and the main star, Robert Taylor uh, as Longmire, the, the back and forth that they have, their true friendships that they have is something wonderful to see. Uh, Katie uh, Sackhoff, uh, who a lot of people know from Battlestar Galactica, she happens to be in the show and she is phenomenal. Her arc is really, really interesting. Um, the, the, all of, a lot of these characters are really, um, in a lot of ways, damaged. And they happen to work together in this uh, in this community and solve crimes and and deal with the politics of small towns or small counties. Uh, and they're, they're interwoven into it is a lot of Native American beliefs and also the challenges between Native Americans because you do have uh, the issue of a main casino owner who is you you never know whether he's a good guy or a bad. Uh, played, I think, really, really well. Um, it's it's definitely a show that if you like gorgeous places of America to see, if and, and if you like uh, uh, mysteries that need to get solved in very interesting ways, the arcs up and down every single season are really fantastic. I highly recommend it. Again, that's called Long. Uh, it's called Longmire. The next one. I've talked about this in nauseam before. I'm sorry, but I have to, and it's Better Call Saul. It, again, uh, it's just a character story, and if you like character actors, you like people who just do the very best that they can with the work that they're given, which is already fantastic, this is a show for you. Uh, again, the visuals are amazing. I think I've talked about that before. Um, the relationships there's there are they are so impacting in in it it they hurt the relationship between a lot of these people really truly hurt because they are all again damaged people and there's a in to some degree there's some a lot of goodness there they, and, and and maybe that's part of the reason why I like it is because these are not bad guys good guys these are people that are somewhere in between and they all have their own motivations and they come in and out of um they come in and out of their motivations to try to get their agenda through and sometimes it's benign sometimes it is not some of them take shortcuts some of them like to be the hardliners and all of these people just careening towards one another uh Coupled with the visuals and also knowing that this is the lead up to Breaking Bad. Uh, it is one of the best shows on television. Uh, and I highly recommend you watch it. Uh, and I would love to discuss it with you because there is so much here to, to discuss and, and converse with. But because I've covered it before in previous uh, in previous shows, I don't want to talk about it too much anymore. I think you get that I like like it. Bojack Horseman. This was something where I don't. I'm I'm kind of old school in the sense that I grew up on the Flintstones. I grew up on the Jetsons, uh, and then I I am a big fan. Once I graduated to the next level of cartooning, to uh, 
things like The Simpsons, of course, and Family Guy. Outside of that, oh, no, I'm sorry, in South Park. Outside of that, I don't really care much for animation. I don't really like American Dad. I didn't really like the spin-off show from Family Guy. What the heck was that called? Uh, I forget off the top of my head, but I think you know. I know what you. I think you know what I, what it is. Um, I don't care for what is that one with like all of the the can the the can and the hamburger that talk to one another and the tomato. Uh, Aquatine is that what it is called? Aquatine Hunger Force, I think. Uh, anyways, no, I, uh, I don't, I never, I watched an episode of that. I couldn't get to it. King of the Hill never got, uh, it just, these shows don't really talk to me. I think that they're trying to be the Simpsons. I, you, the, the way that, um, Family Guy is trying to be the Simpsons, it just happens to be a, a heck of a lot smarter show. Not in these latter, later years, just like the Simpsons, they've, they've diminished in their, in, in how good it is. But just, but in their beginning years, I think the 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 comedy was just fucking fantastic, and and I've weaned in and out of uh, South Park. I didn't really like the first couple of seasons. I thought they had a great run, maybe seasons five through I don't know twelve or whatever. And then these latter latter seasons, I haven't really watched. So for me to get into a cartoon, it doesn't really happen often. Um, but I do like. Uh, I've always liked uh, Will Arnett. Uh, I think he's a, he's one of the funniest dudes. I, I he does so much his rendition of Batman in the Lego Movie and then in the Batman Lego Movie, which is one of my favorite Batman movies of all time. Kid you not. Uh, I think he's a dope dude, and because it's Will Arnett, um, I'm gonna watch it. Uh, knowing though that it might disappoint and I could watch one or two episodes and be done with it. But no, um, first and foremost, just from the standpoint of the, the riffing on what Los Angeles media world is like, what a uh, celebrity is like here in, in the City of Angels, um, the, the fact that there's the interplay between animals and humans, uh, the, the comedy, the jabs, the, the sarcasm of BoJack... Um, all of that is just fucking funny as hell to watch. The animation's really cool. The situations that they get into are, are really interesting. But more than anything, without giving too much away for some of you who have not watched BoJack Horseman, this is a person, I'm sorry, this is a horse who, as an entertainer, as somebody living in Hollywood, I think is what they call it in the show, who is dealing with depression. At least that is my take on it. He is dealing with depression and he deals with it in the unhealthiest way sometimes. He's self-destructive. He drinks. He does too much drugs. He pushes people away. He sabotages people in his life. And it's all done in a comedy sort of way. And, and a lot of people in, around him enable him and sometimes don't enable him. Um, but if you get past the jokes... It is a really good commentary on the fact that many of us sometimes don't know how to deal with our depression the best way that we could. And I guess, although I think I might have talked about this before, that's my way of saying that I on occasion deal with it. I get depressed. I don't know uh, clinically where I'm at. I just know that there are a lot of times when I really get down on myself. I am extremely self-reflective 
and sometimes if I don't go about it correctly, I lead my myself into like some really dark places in my head. Um, that coupled with the fact that uh, I enjoy drinking, um, they, they don't work well together. And it's part of my process now of how to deal with it in a much healthier way. And part of the reason why this podcast is, exists is because I feel always better even if I'm having a shitty day or if something shitty has happened in the world, after having this dialogue with you and, and, and putting out my good vibes to you or, or at least telling you how it is that I'm feeling, it is, it is extremely therapeutic. Uh, but, Bo, but the BoJack Horseman show, uh, through comedy and, and, and also through the way that it's gone about, especially these latter few seasons, that it's gotten really heavy. I mean, there's been some heavy shows. It really talks about how self-destructive somebody can be. And... I don't want to end up like that horse. Uh, and, and I'm rooting for Jeb Bojack, as shitty of a person as he is. Uh, and I, you know, and it's funny, as, as I talk about a lot of these shows, and I'll, talk, and, I'll, and I'll finish up with the next one here in a minute, is the fact that I think I keep on keep coming back to that, is that I feel that I am attracted to characters that are really trying to do as good as they can in the environment that they're in, but they have scars they have flaws about them um, that they don't know how to overcome. And the shows is about the the arc that they go through to to overcome them. And it, sometimes they're successful. Uh, sometimes they are not. Uh, sometimes what you find at the end of the journey is not necessarily great. Um, but the fact that you're going through the journey, yeah, that, that there's, there's something to that. Because um, you're not guaranteed anything in life. And so... I know that for myself, I can identify with a lot of these characters in, in, in a lot of ways. And also when their behavior is so crazy because it's set up for TV and it's supposed to be overdramatic, it makes me feel like, well, I'm not there. I'm nowhere close to there. I'm, uh, I don't want to ever get there. And it gives me boundaries, if that makes sense. It gives me the ability to say, well... Even though it's TV, and I know that it's what we're looking here is fiction, I would never want to get to to those extremes. And let me look and let me take assess my life and see where I'm at. But it's funny that a show about a fucking talking horse <laughs> helps me deal with a lot of the anxieties that I have about who I am as a person. Finally. Uh, at least for now because I, I, I plan to revisit the, these and if you like this show please let me know and I'll do another one about the Netflix I'm planning to do Hulu next and all, obviously we have Amazon Prime and we have HBO and we have Showtime uh, and yes we, have, we watch way too much TV but there's a lot of good to, TV to watch so don't blame me Arrested Development this is a show that I did not catch the first run I don't know how I feel about what Netflix is doing it, but the first three fucking seasons are amazing to me. Um, I absolutely love this show. More than anything, I have a comedy crush on Jason Bateman. There is no better, uh, there is no better actor that does the straight man like Jason Bateman does. And we can debate that, you and I, but the way that he, he can be so deadpan and he can be so quippy and so sarcastic at certain points during the show and, and the writing is just so 
fantastic, but his delivery is just masterful. He, uh, there's, there's very little that I don't like uh, that Jason Bateman has done. And he's had a long career, so I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that I have not seen. Uh, but he, every time that he's on on the screen somewhere, I just have to I just have to watch it because I think uh, that he's one of those better actors. And you know, I also saw him in what the heck was that called? Ozark. Is it Ozark? Let me check that. Um, I think it was Ozark. It, I think it's a Netflix show, uh, and where he was playing a more dramatic show, or it was a more dramatic show. And he can be fucking scary too. And he's he can also do that um, Robin Williams thing where he could be a serious actor and you and, and he has gravity to him. But uh, you know, there, there's so much stuff of his that I've seen where every time I think he's just, he steals scenes. And so you put him Jeffrey Tambor, which I, I've always really liked in anything that he does. Um, I really enjoyed the work he did on, oh, where he where he played a transgendered woman, and I can't remember the name of it. I think he won an award for it, and unfortunately, it was canceled or he stepped away from the show because there were allegations of some kind. Um, but uh, Jeffrey Tambor is just a super talented guy, or super funny, and and, and he plays dual roles in it. Uh, it's it definitely a much watch if you like quirky comedy. Um, and, and there's just so much. Uh, I was showing a snippet of that to my kids. Oh, actually, they were happened to be walking by the room. And I don't think I'm giving anything away. But they work in a Charlie Brown gag into the, in, into one of the episodes. And it is so... And it keeps on recurring every now and then. Uh, and, that's, and that's the other thing, though. is That it's very self-referential. And I love it when writers make connections about something that was said three or four episodes back. And then it just hits. And it's fucking funny. It, I, again, I've, I've just started watching this last fourth season. Uh, I, I don't know how I felt about the third. Actually, I do know. I didn't care for it. I didn't think it was as tight as the first three. But uh, I am definitely looking forward to watching the fourth. And it's one of my favorite uh, shows, uh, comedy shows in a while. There's a lot more that I watch on Netflix. That is just the, you know, the, the cream of the crop. Um, and there's a lot of things that I get to watch for maybe one or two episodes and uh, I don't. Uh, I think that a category for me that I might talk about later is the uh, Marvel uh, shows uh, because I have so much to say about uh, Jessica Jones. Uh, Luke Cage is a fucking man. I love that. I think it's coming back here in June. So just in a few days, we'll have uh, Luke Black. I mean, Luke Cage back. Uh, we'll talk about Iron Fist. But as you can tell already from my hesitation, it's not, I don't really care for it much. A fucking Punisher, that show fucking hurts. But worth a watch. Uh, Daredevil, right back, right up there. Uh, there's so much good television out there. And, and that's where I don't necessarily feel guilty. Because the way that the old timers used to just go through books, and I read also a lot of books... I happen to watch good television because it's really, really well done. I think my photography has actually gotten better because of the shows that I watch. You went the way that you see setups in in a show, the way that they they're trying to show you landscapes, the way that they're finding quirky angles. I think it's better call Saul does that really well. Uh, it it makes it so that when I have the camera and, and and I have the lens in front of me, I am looking for something off the beaten path. 
not the usual angle, it may be an interesting reflection, catching a different light, looking at a, the world from just a completely different sense. And television, this, this, the, the, these last two years of television have done that because I think that the directors that are working this are really pushing the envelope in, in, a, in, a, in a lot of great ways. So, what are you watching? I want to know. And if you have a recommendation from me, please let me know. It could be old school. I, I didn't watch the, the West Wing for at all when it first came out, right? And then I happened to be on Netflix one night having nothing better to do. And I kid you not, my wife and I went through the West Wing for, you know, in about two months. Uh, and I thought, fuck, I didn't watch it back then just because I didn't want to be a joiner or, or didn't want to you know, do whatever else was doing. But that show was really, really good, which eventually led to me watching The Newsroom, which I wish that they would come back. I, I think it was a terrific show, and if they can bring back the gang, I would love for them to do so. Um, uh, and then, of course, because I watched that, and I had to watch The Social Network, which is one of my favorite movies of all, of all time. Top 30. Okay, guys, that's about it. Please let me know. I really want to know what it is that you're watching. What what are you excited about? What you disagree with, or what show you don't you I you, I think is fantastic and you think is bunk. Just let me know. Subscribe to the show. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hugo's Post. You can find me on uh, Instagram uh, at Hugo Torres. I'll talk to you all soon. Peace out.